Good morning, friends. Um, thank you so much for tuning into our weekly Bible study this week. And uh, today, as we meet together, um, my heart is very heavy, just like I think many of your hearts are very heavy at the moment. Um, we are living in a very uh, messed up world, a world that is very broken, um, not only in our own country, South Africa, but at the moment with what's happening in the Gaza Strip um, with Israel and Palestine and all the, the, the war and the conflict happening there. Um, there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of anger out there. And so today for the Bible study, um, I thought I would try and speak a little bit into this, but not to give you my opinion on things. Um, there are so many opinions at the moment that are out there. And uh, for one moment, do not think that, that my little opinion is going to change the world. But I, I really wanted to bring in the, the call for peace and the call for us to pray for peace. Um, where we are situated here within South Africa, um, we, many of us think we know what's really going on there, but we, we don't fully understand all the ins and outs. Um, and, and the more one tries to read and watch the news, one gets a varying of opinions in that. Um, and so I, what I would like to do is just to read one or two scriptures um, and then I uh, have one or two prayers from other people that I'd like to share with us just as part of this conversation today. Um, I have to be really honest and say that I'm not even sure what to pray, um, but as one has been thinking about it, certainly the idea of peace has been has been coming up. Um, and I know that it seems almost ironic that in the midst of uh, strife and conflict and war, just like what was happening also in the Ukraine-Russia war, um, peace does seem a little bit of um, almost an oxymoron, thinking about that in the middle of, of troubled times. Um, but obviously we, we can't just bury our heads in the sand completely, but also we know that we are able to take our heartfelt groans and prayers to God, and, and He is the one who understands all things, sees all things, um, and so that is where I find myself resting at the moment. Um, the scriptures that I want to do, remind us of today are not anything about um, Israel and Palestine, um, who's right, who's wrong, but I wanted to look at, at the prophecies that spoke about Jesus. And um, certainly I just want to use one or two scriptures from Isaiah today and then one or two from the uh, the birth of Jesus. And the reason why I'm settling with that now is because so many people are having their own thoughts and opinions about, you know, is this the beginning of the end times? Are we in the end times? And and one can read the scripture passages in, in different ways to see that. Um, and very honestly, I, I don't know. All I know is that Christ um, is my Savior and uh, he is our Lord and that when we look to him, all of our days are in his hands. Um, certainly, the, uh, the way I see the world unfolding at the moment, I would say we, we seem to be a lot closer towards the end. Um, but when that day or time will happen, the scriptures do tell us that none of us will know. Um, so we just need to be prepared. 
and make our lives right with God. I, I think that's where I'm resting at the moment. So in, in Isaiah, um, and one would have to do another whole Bible study about the context of Isaiah, but it's interesting that Isaiah had this prophecy in chapter 2 of, um, of, of how wars would come to an end. And um, it's in chapter 2. I'll just read it. I'm not going to comment much on it, but just a comment. So it's from Isaiah 2. It says, This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations, and he will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And that is a, a prophecy of what will happen in the end when when God comes to bring about this, this peace, this peace on earth. And then we, we turn to a passage which we often speak about in Advent and, and the time of Christmas, where Isaiah has the prophecy of a child that will be born to, uh, to the world. Um, verse, chapter 9, verse 2, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And then he carries on, and you can read it um, carrying on there, but it speaks about in verse 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And so again, depending on how you read um, Isaiah's prophecies, I certainly see that as a promise of the Messiah, of Jesus to come, um, the one who is the, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the prince of peace. And although we don't see peace at the moment in our world. It's something we still must hope for um, and still long for. I mean, Jesus, when, when he was rejected at Nazareth, if you go in the, in the New Testament to Luke's gospel, um, just after he had faced his own temptation, when he returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, he, he went up to the temple of Nazareth, you may remember that, and he stood up to read the scroll of Isaiah. And as he found the place where he was to read, he read, uh, and we find this in Luke 4, verse 18 and 19, he said this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so we see that Christ's mission 
um, is very different from a political mission, um, from a world leader's mission. It is to come to preach good news to the poor, uh, to prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed. Um, and that all speaks to, to people of all, um, of all nations, um, of people who are, are willing to receive Christ as their Savior and as their Redeemer in those situations. And so um, even in some of the prophecies spoken of Jesus in Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2, we, we find that the promise of the Messiah um, was also the promise of something that was peaceful. In Zechariah's song in Luke chapter 1, um, when Zechariah sang the song about his son, John the Baptist, um, he also used language like this, that, that John would come to prepare the way for the Lord, um, and in that there would be a, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. So certainly John the Baptist's um, call was to, to lead people into the light and Jesus himself to guide us into the path of peace. Even when the angels appeared to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, um, and the angels were afraid, um, the, uh, sorry, not the angels, but the shepherds were afraid, the angels said to them, do not be afraid for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And the angels sang in verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men and women on whom his favor rests. And, and that is where um, today I wanted to just bring us to remind us that Jesus, as for us as Christians, as our Lord and our Savior, um, was a, a man of deep peace. Of course, he came to challenge, to challenge our religious norms, um, to, uh, to push the boundaries of the Pharisees and the religious establishment, but he came to bring us light in the midst of darkness, hope in the midst of despair, um, and also absolutely to bring us peace. Peace with God, first of all, um, because as humanity, we had drifted away, we had turned our backs on God, and so the first thing is to make our peace with God, and then secondly, to encounter the peace of God, uh, which we believe comes to us through the gift of the Spirit. And I'll speak a bit more about that on Sunday when we look at the at the lectionary reading. It just happens to tie in with that. Um, but I just wanted us today to, to bear that in mind um, and um, just to invite us into this place of prayer and and sometimes like i said earlier on one doesn't know what to pray and so i i have found one or two prayers that i want to offer us um the the first two so i'm going to read them almost like a study but you can you can use them later on if you would like to do that um the the first one was um written by William Barclay, and this is many, many years ago, obviously, um, and, you know, what was happening in the world at that time, there was other conflict and other wars, but uh, when William Barclay wrote, he also um, was asking for peace. This is probably only about 20 years after the, the Second World War, um, and so it's a prayer. I'll, I'll change some of the language as I, as I offer it to us. Um, just to make it a little bit more modern. But he, he says, 
O God, Father of all people and King of all nations, you meant that people to live together as brother and sister. Take from all people their hatreds, their suspicions, their distrusts, and help them to live in friendship together. O God, source of all knowledge and all strength, you gave people all the powers which they possess. Grant that humanity may no, no longer even think of using that power with which, which they have been entrusted for destruction, that, that they may seek to use it for all the blessings of peace. O God, creator of all that is within the world, you filled the world with good things. Yet there are still people who are starving, who are ravaged by disease, who are homeless, who are refugees, and we could also add today, who are at war with one another. So help us to pray earnestly, to work tirelessly, to give generously, and to plan wisely to make this world a place where there shall be no more poverty, no more hunger, no more suffering, no more injustice, no more fear, and no more war. O God, maker and searcher of the hearts of all people, you gave us wills that we might give them back to you. So help us to accept your commandments, to obey your voice, to trust your love, and to commit ourselves completely and entirely to you. So those are the, the prayers or the thoughts of William Barclay around peace for a troubled world. Then another older one from um, Jeremy Taylor, and he wrote, it's a very just a paragraph, but it's also some lovely thoughts that are, are, are offered to you, and maybe they can be part of your own prayers. He says, relieve and comfort, O, o Lord, all the persecuted and afflicted. Speak peace to troubled consciences. Strengthen the weak, confirm the strong, instruct the ignorant. Deliver the oppressed from him that spoileth him, and relieve the needy that hath no one to help. And bring us all by the waters of comfort and in the ways of righteousness to the kingdom of rest and glory. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And I'm sure there are many other prayers out there, um, prayers that are just asking God to bring peace in the midst of complete brokenness and strife and war. And perhaps the, the most well-known, I'm going to end off with this, is the one that we attribute to St. Francis. Um, it's called the, the Prayer of St. Francis. Um, it's over a thousand years old, and I, and I think the words that are put together in this prayer and have been put together in a song and a hymn also um, probably speak the loudest. There, there is so much, um, yeah, so much hope in these words. And so, friends, I'm going to read them for us as a prayer and then I actually am going to play it, um, something different. I'll play it um, as part of this that you could just listen to it and just while we are listening to that song, just to invite God into the midst of our brokenness. And so let me read it again in case you had forgotten. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. 
and where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. So friends, in a moment, I'm going to play that song and then you can just end off the reflection and Bible study by listening and meditating on the words um, of the song. And I, I pray that the prayers that I've shared with you and just some of the scriptures would give us hope at a time like this. Um, we, we don't know what to pray, but we just bring all of our fears and our anxieties and our distress we bring it to God, trusting that God holds it together. And I know for many of us, we feel quite um, helpless at times like this. You know, what can we do for situations that are happening, particularly now in um, Israel and Palestine and the Gaza Strip, but also in other places where there are um, people starving, for example, still in parts of Africa, where there are other wars taking place, where people are affected by gender-based violence, um, you know, there are so many needs in the world around us, so much suffering. And I think I just want to leave a little challenge with us is to say that may overwhelm us, but where God has placed you, wherever you are today listening to this particular message, there, there is need. Um, and maybe God is calling you and I to do the small thing that we can where we are. Um, because we, we may not have the opportunity to be a peacemaker in the trouble in the Middle East. But we, we do have the chance to be a peacemaker starting in your own home, perhaps, or in your own friendship circle, uh, your own school or your church, your community. Um, and that's why I think the prayer of St. Francis is helpful, that, that we can be an instrument of God's peace. You know, there, there is hatred on our doorstep here. It's not only in the Middle East. And we can sow love into that. Where there, there's injury, um, you know, we can offer pardon. Where there's doubt, we can offer faith. Despair, we can offer hope. Darkness, we can offer some light. And where there's sadness, we can be the presence of, of joy. And so, friends, I'm going to invite us to do that um, because we are called to, to be Christ's uh, salt, and light in the midst of, of the world, going back to Matthew chapter 5. So friends, enjoy this. Um, this is a version of uh, the Prayer of St. Francis sung by a woman called Angelina. I just got it on YouTube. There are plenty of other versions, but I will play it for us and then invite you just to listen and then to have your own, um, own time of silence in that. God bless you and thank you so much for listening in to this um, Bible study today. Enjoy.
Too long.